Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of all marketing school certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Hello team and welcome to the latest episode of the Make an Impact Show. My name is Fab, I'm your host, and as always, I'm very excited today to be welcoming the incredible Liz, a marketing coach and consultant I've known for a very long time. And Liz is also one of our old guests from all the way back when we used to be called Health Bloggers Community. So yeah, she was already a guest on the show and we love her so much, we brought her back. We brought her back to talk about soulful Instagram marketing, using astrology and magic in marketing and even purpose-filled marketing and so much more. In case you don't know Liz, she is a marketing consultant and coach for entrepreneurs who are here to create transformation and wild success. She supports purpose-filled women to shine online and share their magic out into the world through soulful marketing strategy, combining the masculine strategy with the structure of feminine intuition and creative flow. I really hope you're going to love this episode and you're going to be excited to say welcome back to the amazing Liz. Once again, it's time to crack on and get ready for today's show. Thank you so much and I cannot wait to be back again with you next week. Well, welcome back, everyone. And welcome back. Not welcome. Welcome back. Liz. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting to be on again because it feels like a lifetime ago that I was on the first time, a complete lifetime ago, right at the beginning of my business journey. So, yeah, very excited to chat because I'm a different person now. <laughs> I know, right? We were literally just joking about 3.0 Liz, like a beautiful butterfly that cocoons out and flies. So not to spoil anything, but that's going to be quite an interesting part of the conversation as well. But yeah, um, again, it's so nice. I was generally thinking it's probably been a time of recording almost three years. This is yeah, coming out three years. You know, we went past episode 100, which means, yeah, I've, I've been chatting to myself for a long time. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, but it's so nice to have you back, because if you don't remember, obviously, we'll we'll jump straight into uh, what Liz does in a second after our icebreaker questions. But 
for a sneak peek, we both are marketers and we both have a background in, it's really bad to say it this way, but we have a background in traditional digital marketing. You know what I mean? Like in what used to, yeah. what it is and used to be for brands, for companies, for startups. And obviously we both help. I also have the startup still, and I know you also do in a smaller capacity, but now we also have slightly transitioned and evolved. So I think it's really nice to be able to talk a bit about that, that change for yourself and kind of how it felt mm-hmm. and what, what it brought up to you too. But before that. Yeah. Yeah. Before that. I'm excited to chat about that. <laughs> Have an icebreaker question, so just to kind of get us in the mood. Not that we're not already in the mood, ladies and germs. But my first question for you, Liz, are we ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. A trivia category that you would be really good at and why? So the first thing that comes to mind is astrology because I've been geeking out on it hard over the last kind of year or so. And... I just know so much. I'm a Gemini. I geek out hard. It's in my nature. I love to learn. So yeah, I think I'd be pretty good at that round. <laughs> I love that you're giving me like inside the actual a question and the answer you've already given me like the geek of the astrology. And it's like, yeah, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> That's why I'll be yeah. good. We're... <laughs> is... Already had to share a little bit of the astrology knowledge. Yeah. The problem is, I am a Virgo, and it's pretty much every conversation that I have is like, yeah, you know, just just Virgos like myself. That that's how I just I'm a Virgo. That's that's how I do it. And people are like, not again. The listeners are gonna be like, yeah. ah, we got it. Okay, <laughs> referencing it again. All right, we get it. You're a Virgo. You're a Gemini. <laughs> no, I love it. I'm here for that conversation. <laughs> well, more on that in a second. After that, actually, another question that I'm really interested about because that's that's one of my favorites. So, astrology is one of the newest passions that you really geek out but if we go back down memory lane all the way back and I ask you what was the first job that you had Liz and what did you learn from it so we're going back in time yeah the first job I ever had was when I was 15 at the local hotel I was doing waitressing for the early morning breakfast slot at the weekend and I thought I was so cool I was like I have a job I'm so grown up it was prompted by me racking up a very modest but a phone bill basically that my parents refused to pay and I was like okay fine I'll pay it I'm gonna get a job and I don't know how I uh, I don't know why I felt so good about it. It sounds horrendous now thinking back. Sunday mornings, no thanks. <laughs> and what did I learn from it? Good question. What did I learn from that job? That I can do hard things? It wasn't glamorous. It wasn't pretty, but I paid the phone bill. <laughs> I, I did the work. <laughs> and then I moved on. <laughs> Like nice, but nice. You know what? Though? It's really interesting because I ask this question quite a lot. Like, like right now, at the time of obviously this this uh, this chat, I actually asked a few times, and so many people, especially because I talk to a lot of people that are millennials, like my like ourselves, or maybe like even further along, instead of like the youngsters, which we love. But you find that there's a lot of us that have had the experience in. You know, whether it was a coffee shop, whether it was a restaurant, whether it was a hotel, there were these kind of jobs that you would just do was just kind of the norm, whether it was to pay off something. Well, I was paying for first a camera and then a laptop each summer. And so two summers consecutively, I did like quite hard kind of um, 
a pear picking job. So that's that's the story that goes. And it's interesting to see how actually these jobs can teach you a lot about, as you say, like resilience or doing hard things, or sometimes having to do the things that maybe are not, as you say, so glamorous so that you just really don't necessarily want to do. But you know that if you get them done, then you either get the results or you get to the next step ahead, which in your case was paying a phone bill. <laughs> yeah, it's taking responsibility, isn't it? For like, in my case, your actions have consequences. You rack up this phone bill whilst we're abroad. I was abroad. It was my phone bill calling home. Yeah, you have to pay it back. So a good lesson, <laughs> I suppose. What about now? So if we're going back now and looking at now, my last icebreaker question for you, which kind of ties in with a bit of what we talked about now, a bit of astrology, a bit of everything, a bit of list 3.0, is what does making an impact mean specifically to you right now? So making an impact with my business is all about supporting others to make an impact. It's this domino effect. It's this It's this knock-on effect. Because for me, I work with women who are purpose-driven. I am purpose-driven. I'm not here to just make money. I'm not here to just do my, my work because it's fun. I am here to make an impact on the collective. And through marketing, through supporting others with their marketing, I enable them to shine online to spread their magic to enable others to have really positive transformation and that kind of like heals and supports and helps yeah the collective masses of people so that's what it's all about for me i'm not gonna break it to anyone but maybe some pennies have been dropping around like, ah, oh, that's why, that's why your podcast is called Make Connect. That's why the company, <laughs> yeah, that's why our company is called Creative Impact. Like Liz pretty much gave the spiel. <laughs> but, but, and you know, because you find the synergies between the two of us, we both have been working in marketing. Marketing is one of our passions. We both work with purpose-driven, obviously for me as individuals and businesses. And obviously for you as specifically women, which we'll get to in a second, because I think it's a very fascinating subset of, of new businesses that have been flourishing. But it's because, again, you know, making an impact means doing in different ways, but for people like ourselves, means really giving the tools or the confidence or the knowledge or the mindset support that allows other people then to go out and do what they want to do to see that ripple effect. And I think it's kind of nice sometimes to reiterate that because we tend to, to forget that right now that's what I'm going to, go back a bit into a more traditional speech, if we don't mind, is also what the co- the consumer wants. It's also what the audiences want. Obviously, it's, not, it's also because people want to do it for themselves as an entrepreneur. You really want to help others. But also you see that is also how consumers, audiences, users, fans, call them as you wish, they really want to invest and support these type of businesses. And I think I'll tell you a little fun story. I want to hear your opinion. So uh, husband and I were sitting watching the television and there's kind of like these ads that run through even when you watch something on replay and stuff. And it was a soda stream ad and he said something they really, really like. The little penny dropped again. And it was, you see soda stream before, it was here for like the last 30 years and the ad 20 years ago was all about, you know, don't buy an extra bottle of Coke, buy soda stream, yeah? And now instead this, this ad was, you know, don't buy more plastic, be sustainable, 
my soda stream. And I think it's a really interesting conversation because it shows that bigger brands are starting to tap into that and it's kind of how can we help this the, the little people? How can we help the entrepreneurs actually connect with users who now are more willing and interested to understand who are you as a person and not just what is your business? Now, this was my little spiel, but I would love to hear what you think because even that example really made me think about how things have changed, not just for us as businesses, but also mm. for the audiences around us. Yeah, I think it's all about the... It's all about the bigger impact now. It's no longer, um, we're no longer really in this age of the individual out for ourselves, businesses, brands aren't in it to like, yeah, the marketing is no longer there to like quash competitors. (laughs) That's just not acceptable anymore, you know. The values in society are much more centered around support supporting each other doing better yeah improving the environment improving our health it's all about growth and up leveling and doing what we can like you say for the underdog for the people or the environments that are struggling and then when it comes to individual businesses well you know since the pandemic this whole spiel this whole conversation around like what it's done to the world of self-employment right we now recognize our individual impact and so many people have set up businesses and have realized that they can make a difference and now there's this whole world of collaboration amongst individuals to create community to create change impact and this knock-on effect so yeah I think it kind of trickles down from big business right through into individual and then also the individuals the self-employed people are making their own rules they're somewhat like now considered the rebels and within wider marketing as a whole campaigns it's about like rebellion against the norm or like rebellion against what society tells you you should be doing and now it's all a bit more about like let's make life a little bit more fun. Let's make it a little bit more lighthearted. Um, especially since the pandemic, I think so many people are in need of this injection of fresh energy, right? I love what you mentioned that because I was thinking especially about your transition. Obviously, I'm going to ask you one, maybe the reason, some of the reasons why you transitioned <laughs> to focus specifically on purpose-driven women, but also there's a big conversation and just about astrology which we know we love which is good passion as well but there's also a lot of talks around this soulful marketing element which also brings the feminine side of it and I think that's what to me when you were talking really resonates with the idea that now because people see entrepreneurs every day like their friends that potentially have a business or a side business I think there's a better understanding of what being a business owner can be. It's not just the apprentice. There's actually a much different way to run a business. And even people who run businesses have their struggles and they want to change the narrative about what success should be, et cetera, et cetera. So this is why I love the direction that you've taken because it really shows that we want to show that every individual is different and especially different type of people, especially again, maybe it's women, maybe it's people from different communities We all have different ways to run businesses, even as just individual people. And it's understanding how to balance our energies based on that. So this is why I like it. And I want to ask you, what led you down this path of this change? Because 
last time we talked it was the first transition of leaving full-time uh, work and I was like yay and now there's another slight change in a very big reaffirmation of who you are and who you want to serve so tell us a bit more about that yes so left full-time employment and started freelancing and then I was working with wellness brands typically on like a retainer basis so I was working as like a I guess like a part-time remote um, in a lot of cases marketing manager or social media manager or whatever and I got to about a year and a half ago um so halfway into my self-employment journey so far and everything was going amazingly well but due to my personality I was feeling a little bit bored in the sense that I was like what is next this is easy now my days are booked out it's great it was in the middle of like lockdown number two or something so I was feeling like I was ready for the next challenge so I explored marketing coaching I was like it'd be cool if I could spend half my time doing the doing of like the strategy and, and the executing stuff with the brands and then it would be cool if I spent the other half on sessions with women in business people in business to to support them without doing the doing and so I went I went down that path kind of followed the breadcrumbs worked with a marketing coach who had been in my position like a year or so earlier and learned how to package up my skills and experience into coaching offerings and how to actually deliver the coaching but through that I then had to start promoting myself online so had to kind of put myself out there no longer was I finding work through word of mouth recommendation email outreach um I knew that with the coaching I needed to build a community online I needed to show my face I needed to have conversations in video or Instagram stories and all the rest of it and that kicked up loads of stuff basically loads of confidence things loads of like fear of judgment all of the things around like am I doing this right what is the secret recipe I want to nail this I want to like make it all happen immediately like impatience just so much stuff that I was like gosh this is a lot more challenging than I thought it was going to be I thought I'd just promote myself and the people would come flooding in and then there you go um but I've actually had a lot of fun along the way. I've done a lot of like the healing work, the inner work, self-development stuff. I've worked with so many coaches myself now. And through spending so, like through investing so much in myself, money, time, effort, everything. um, And through trialing different coaching and healing modalities, basically and now in the position where I love all things like spiritual realms, holistic therapies, you know, I've used EFT and hypnotherapy and I have a coach that I have, like a mindset coach that I have a session with every month and she supports me to um, essentially work through any subconscious crap that's going on that's keeping me stuck or making me feel rubbish or whatever and so I guess I've submerged myself now in the world of it's like yeah spirituality women in business this learning about the divine feminine and and balancing the structure and the the creative flow and 
yeah, again, I've just like geeked out on it hard. So I've, I've naturally shifted from working with people within wellness and fitness to now working with women who, I mean, I work with a real broad spectrum, but I've recently done a project with someone who is a fashion designer and a lot of her designs are based on the vulva. I mean, how freaking cool is that? (laughs) And she also runs group programs where she supports women to step into their goddess energy. I have worked with astrologers, but I also work with life coaches, business coaches, but they're all essentially drawn to me because um, of the, the way I do things, the way I support people with their marketing. It's not old school, stuffy, follow my five step guide to blah, blah, blah. There is structure, there are foundations, there are teachings, and there's a lot of room for me to be able to mirror their individual gifts and support them to really like lean into who they are, because that is what sells. And I've been through that myself. The first marketing coach I worked with was great in so many ways. And I was following a guide, if you like, like following a plan that I got to the end of it. And I was like, okay, I've got some stuff out of this, but this is not my style and so I had to go through this journey of finding my way (laughs) that goes into a question that I'm going to ask you that might be a slightly hard question but I know I can ask you hard questions so and it's also like I think very individual I want to say this I think it depends what you're talking to but I know that we're both different marketers in our own rights than a lot of the people that you might find out that so my question is for some people I think especially for us, it's easy because we understand some of the lingo, we understand the concepts, but we also want to play and try different things. But then a lot of the people that you support or our listeners <laughs> might be like, actually, fabulous, we love you, but ROI, pff, metrics, pff, you know, is and just thinking about that because you read and you're like, oh, I should know about analytics, but but I feel overwhelmed, but I feel stuck. So my question is for the people that are already struggling because they feel it can be too much. And maybe they find that actually they think intellectually mm-hmm. that following a five step is better because it's more, it's easier to, to understand that first. Where it does lie the balance between following a strategy, as you say, a plan, and then, as you say, focusing more on what makes you individually you. Do you find that there is a way to combine them? Would you say there's like, not a ratio, but you know what I mean? There's a way to make them work together because I feel that Mm -hmm. for some people that are not maybe as creative or as confident with the marketing, if you say, just show your individual gifts, they're like, eh? You know know what I'm talking about because I understand where you're coming from, but I also feel some people feel that I got it now. Strategy makes you feel a bit safe. If I follow these steps, I'm going to get this, but we know that it doesn't work. You have to add something more. So how can we find the balance between the two? Yeah, balance between the two. So for example, I work with some, I work with a lot of people who are brand new to business. They've just set up their businesses and I have a one-to-one program where I walk them through steps. So we start at the beginning and it's like the foundations of setting up your social media accounts. And then what does creating content look like? Like, who are you helping getting to know your soulmate clients, getting to know your ideal clients? all the way through to then becoming more of a pro at the content creation. There's so much that sits in between. So yes, there is a process that you have to follow because if you skip steps, you're going to end up in a mess and all the rest of it. But I've worked with so many people who have come to me and said, oh, I have a question about um, reels. I'm supposed to be doing three a week, aren't I? And I'm like, where did that number come from? (laughs) There is no hard and fast rule for any of this. 
I actually have like a masterclass that supports a lot of people and it's how to create a month's worth of content in a day. And I always say like half the population typically, like roughly rather half the population are routine people and the other half aren't. Like I'm someone who actually feels really constrained and like it goes against my natural personality to have strict routine I need to just feel into what I need in the moment and like have the variation so I use these elements and and that kind of comes from human design which if you don't know about it it's kind of similar to astrology and just getting to know the individual as well we don't even need to use these modalities right it's just getting to know like what makes you feel like how organized you need to feel what are your what are your needs within your business? If it's about organization and being really prepped in advance, then I'll support you to prep out a month's worth of content in advance. But if that makes you feel hella stressed out and like, oh my God, I just can't, I need to just create as and when I get ideas, then we lean into that. So I guess I get to know the person quite intimately to then be able to allow them and their ways of working to flourish And then there's also so much to do with um, like personality values, what they support people with. I'm a really good mirror to support them to create content and do things in their, their own way. So yeah, like ultimately finding the balance between the structure and the creative flow and the like spaciousness to let new ideas come in and run with them and the trial and error and stuff. There needs to be a balance somewhere in the middle. I always say like the masculine is kind of like this it's this grounded committed like rock in the ocean and the feminine is the flowy waves kind of like flowing and sometimes crashing and and stuff around the rock and we need the two to support each other to have these polar opposites and it's fascinating because some people may be listening to this and recognize that they lean more towards one or the other. I previously have very much lent towards the masculine way of being very logical, structured. I need to be super prepped. I need to be really planned, like always feeling like I haven't got enough to do lists because that's what makes me feel supported in my business. And then over the last kind of year or so, I've learned how to lean more into the feminine and trust and surrender to like, everything's going to be fine. I've got this. (laughs) I've got the foundations and the structure I need. I've, you know, invested in the coaches or the experts to support me in the areas of my business that I don't understand, or I don't know how to set up, or I don't want to run myself. And then on the flip side, I'm, yeah, just kind of going with the flow a bit more and relaxing and having fun with it. And going with the flow of my hormone cycle, for example, rather than feeling the need to always having to be on Instagram stories, like no time of the month, just chill. <laughs> it is the best. The best thing we can do is to just chill. Otherwise, we're going to burn out, and that's just not going to serve anyone. I love that you tapped into into our own energies because I think it's something that we forget a lot, especially when you are running a business and maybe you want to take on. Because the marketing side, I'm thinking about and that this area of your business, a lot of the time is really like whether you're sharing your story, whether you're sharing the journey as it happens, whether you're sharing your gifts, there's a lot of it that is, it can be very expansive, but it can also be very much about showing yourself and exposing. So whether you're empathetic or whether you're introverted, 
it might be something that you struggle with and it might be something that you need time to recharge and time to refresh and I think it's a great reminder of that, what you just mentioned, for everyone, not just you know, women that might actually do or anybody who actually follows a cycle. And one thing that I love that you mentioned, which I hope is a big takeaway for a lot of people, and I think it will be, is that, yes, do um, explore new ways to do things, hacks or tips or what people say, but also, again, if something goes genuinely against your nature and is something that you don't want to do, and I had the same conversation with one of our students for one of our programs, I was like, similar to what you said, they said, well, I need to show up on stories every day. And I was like, no, you don't. I was like, oh, really? And literally they were so happy. And I was like, there it is. Because some of these things can become real blocks for us. And you're like, I have to do this because that's what I have to do. That's what everybody says I have to do. And as you said, you know, we need to actually find a place of fun and a place of levity because otherwise then, you know, everything becomes quite stagnant and I think it becomes quite stuck. So asking you now, if you were to define the concept of soulful marketing, because it came up a lot, that's obviously what you do, but it's also a lot of what we talked about. In one sentence, how would you define that? For me, it's about... Following your soul's calling and letting that be your like guiding light, letting that be your North Star. And what I'm not going to be able to summarize this in one sentence and one line, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's just flowing now. It's essentially just continually aligning yourself with what feels good what feels alive what do I want to help people with now what am I interested in and what am I going to learn more about and then support the world with what am I enjoying in my marketing and what what am I not what am I letting fall away that is a should that is doesn't feel good that doesn't yeah that isn't serving me I literally have the freedom to do what I want in my business so soulful marketing is it's about connection it's funny, I was on a workshop last night and someone said to me, I hate the word marketing, it makes me feel icky and it makes me think of like sell, sell, sell. And I said, yeah, I know, I've actually been like considering changing my business name, honestly, recently because so many people get triggered by it. Soulful is just the human element. It's injecting your soul into the soul of your brand. The two should mirror each other. It's not forcing, it's not faking, it's not, it's all about being authentic. Hopefully that, that makes sense but it's yeah it's the humanness <laughs> i love it i just saw it as a really long sentence with a lot of comments so it's all fine it's all fine we stuck into a sentence it's like a lot of comments and then you get to the full stop there you go and i love and i love that because again it really does remind us of of sometimes associations that we have and again almost kind of attaching the idea and the concept of soulful into something that and a word that I love. So one of my jobs, I think, is with what we do, but especially with Alt Marketing School, which is the other brand I run, is really to help people redefine what marketing should be. Our tagline for that, because taglines <laughs> are sexy, I'm going to say just because it's relevant, but it's mm. market to hearts, not brains. That's what we want to do with the certification. And we want to teach marketers to do things better. And I think, as you say, we forget sometimes that if you feel that marketing means you have to sell your business online all the time instead of, again, as you say, showing up, connecting, sharing your story, sharing your journey, then it does feel like something that can be quite heavy and maybe something that you don't feel aligned to. So I love that. 
one question that I have for you uh, that is related to this, just this is kind of putting a bit of a prediction kind of mind on. Where would you see, how would you see, I think values in soulful marketing, I could even say, influence the way that we show up online this year and beyond? I know it's a big question, but is there one or two or more ways that you see that potentially changing things when it comes to the way we show up online on any platform or in any way that you think? So there is no longer any um, room for any kind of um, manipulation in marketing, fakeness. I think I don't work in the world of influencers, so I guess I'm looking at this through a lens of being a marketer and a consumer. I think ads in the influencer world are being challenged by a lot of consumers, especially Gen Z and the younger generation. They see straight through it. They don't want to be sold to in that way. And so I think I think for business owners, this is going to be so much fun because they really will be learning more about how to or being given permission to let go of the traditional corporate structures that that give them the negative connotations around the word marketing that make them feel icky when they sell and all of this stuff. And it's going to become more of this showcasing yourself and really focusing on serving others as the number one priority. And then the byproduct will be amazing sales. So it work's gonna feel less like work, I think, in the in the world of self marketing. I'm here for it. <laughs> also here for it. I realized that once I start having this is just a simple example, but I love reels. And not just because I'm humbling saying that I'm funny, but I genuinely just love to make fun of myself on reels because I'm really it's a really nice way for me to kind of showcase some of the little IRL moments or some of the, you know, inside the jokes, we call them the consumer insights there sometimes, you know. And I realized that for me, that's the perfect medium. And I was like, I could do very highly educational reels. I will be bored to bits. So I'm not. It's just the way it is, you know, I just, and I realized that that actually re- like resonates with people. And obviously there is an element of education in some of the stuff that I do because I enjoy doing that. But I was like, those are a moment for me to just, have a bit of fun and levity and as you say it really it really makes you feel a lot better about the way that you show up online and I think a lot of people a lot of listeners will actually resonate with that be like okay I can actually give myself permission to play have fun experiment because at the end that's you know as you say you're in your business because you want to create the life that you want but you also want to create the business that you want I think sometimes we're so stuck about what is my dream life house uh family day like ask yourself what is my dream business like mm. and then maybe that's something that you want to refine within that as well mm. that's what I would say I love that and I think that was part of my journey of getting to the point where I became so um purpose focused and I think there was a period of time where I kind of lost why I was doing things and I was like oh okay yeah, I'm not, I'm not earning money to then live outside of work. I feel amazing when I support people and I want my entire life to feel good. <laughs> last question time. It's last question time. One more question. 
Now, you put me in a really hard spot because you're the first person that comes twice to this podcast. And I'm like, the last question is, is there, is there, actually, there's another person that's going to come back next. God damn it. Well, then we're going to try you first, Liz. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you the same question, which, if we remember, is all about who would you have to brunch, who would you have brunch with and why? Do you remember, by the way, who was your choice the first time was around? It, was it Brené Brown? No, I think, I, I'm not sure. I think you might have gone a bit wild with that one. It could have been. <laughs> well, I was going to ask another question clue. today. I was going to ask another question today, just to change it up, because I think it's fair not to do repeaties. And the question is, but it's a harder one, because, you know, if the first one was hard, I'm going to go double down. Um, are we ready for this one? Ready. Finishing off, and I'm asking you, what would be one question you would want our audience to answer today? If you can ask them one question... What would that be? Bam. My question for everyone listening is what do you want your legacy to be with your business? So what impact do you want to have with your business? I don't know how long your business is going to go on for. You probably don't either. But the lifetime of your business, what is what do you want the impact to be? What do you want that legacy to be? Once your business is gone or you're gone, when people talk about the difference you made, what is that? Because that, for me anyway, is the driver. <laughs> That's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. So, listen up. <laughs> think about the answer. In the meantime, Liz, first of all, pleasure again. Second time around to have you. Oh, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure for me. Thank you for having me on. Now we want to know where we can find out more about you. That's very important. <laughs> Finish off. Yeah. <laughs> so I love cool. to connect with you on Instagram. My handle is at Liz Spears Marketing. And my website is lizspearsmarketing.com. I would love for you to reach out. Let me know what you thought of the episode. And if you're looking for support with your marketing, if you're feeling into yeah the way that I can perhaps support you, I have one-to-one sessions, so one-off intensives. I have one-to-one programs, so if you're new to business, then I can support you in getting set up and in a place where you feel confident and comfortable and thriving with all things marketing. And I also run monthly workshops, and they are marketing moon magic workshops, so they're actually based around astrology. So if you are a fellow astrology geek like me, or if you're interested (laughs) in the world of woo, then it's a fun, a really fun way to, it's like a way that you can find structure um, to create content and lean into the energies that are happening. And your audience don't even need to know that you've done it. It's not like you're going to start creating content around astrology, by the way. (laughs) And it's a great way to connect with other women as well. So yeah, that's what I've got going on at the moment. Would love to connect with you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at creativeimpact.co. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group.